If there's one thing that we all know about me, it's that I'm constantly fixating on my health. We know, baby. We know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm always trying a new thing. I'm trying a new diet, a new workout, a new gadget. Just trying to find out what really works and what's fact versus fiction. Yeah, and I'm constantly researching, usually for Taryn to Mm -hmm. look up some new illness or ailment and try (laughs) to calm her down. But also, since being in my 30s, I'm really focused on getting my health in tip-top shape, realizing how I eat and how I move is going to affect me, not just right now, but 10, 20 years down the road. And with us wanting to have a baby this year, health is just more important than ever to us. So all of this research has finally led to something good. Let us introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. And you don't have to take our word for it. Avid podcast fan Stephanie left an Apple review that says, the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast is a life-changing, science-based, myth-busting podcast that's a must-listen for anyone who eats food and wants to understand how it affects their body. If you're ready to join millions of others like Stephanie transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi, 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at tmobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to Staying Up with Cammie and Taryn. I'm Cammie. And I'm Taryn. And every night I get to have a sleepover with my wife. But every week we invite you to join us. You so thanks. Thanks for joining us. And today... We're doing a little throwback sleepover. It's a little throwback, evening. isn't it? Um, for two reasons. <laughs> One, we have been getting a lot of questions about Taryn's religious background, how she feels about religion, <laughs> her experience coming out whenever she was religious and in college, and a little more details. Um, because we've kind of briefly discussed it. And you may not know this, but whenever I had my podcast, Uneducated, I had Taryn on as a guest mm-hmm. back in August of 2020. Which is crazy. Isn't that insane? We're living in a different house. It was the middle of the pan pan. When I went to watch the episode, I'm like, this is my girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. Really? Blah. Yeah. You not even engaged? Not even engaged. <laughs> That's really sweet. We hadn't even been dating a year. Whoa. Crazy. Well, you know what? I watched a little bit of it just to see if it was relevant. And our energy is so different with each other. We look nervous. We look or, nervous. Well, I know that you were nervous to be a guest on the sh- podcast. And like you yeah. asked me a question and I'm like, oh, for you, for those who don't know, Taryn has a podcast too. She's flipping the script. And you were like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like you were worried. You were like upsetting me by yeah. doing it. And I was like, no, it's great. That's so funny. And you're like, yeah, we don't really talk too much about religion. Like I know. Yeah. And it's like we've talked about religion a thousand times. Oh my times gosh, now. that's so cute. Yeah. So we're doing half. It's because uh, I made a TikTok about how cringy I feel towards my past <laughs> self that was like extremely religious Christian born again the whole vibe um and a lot of 
that resonated with a lot of you and yeah. um you all were like wait can you talk about it on the pod and so we were like wait we already did kind of did but on a different pod and so um yes that's half of it the la- the second half is that we both had bad weeks <laughs> um y'all it's been a doozy we're just, should we do a quick little update before we pop into the throwback app yeah um i got let go <laughs> from my job she's fun employed she's fun employed um it's all good uh it was not performance based because obviously taryn's amazing it was not performance based they're doing q4 planning and uh i my role just got eliminated so there won't even be a copywriter on my team um and any of my roles will just get absolved by the rest of the team that's already there so i totally understand uh I got a little Sevy package, which is lovely while I figure out what I want to do next. Yeah. Um, Just more time to invest in the podcast. Yeah. But we needed a little week break. Yes. <laughs> to and then, not play. And then what happened to you? Um, I am apparently 32 going on 82 and I threw out my back, which I didn't yeah. even know was a possibility at this age. <laughs> of course you can. Um, I've just never heard of anyone doing it. And you know what? I'm going to be real with you guys. I... Rest. <laughs> nice um i wasn't gonna share how but you know we're very transparent on this show so why not keep it going i was cleaning out my closet i've been needing to do this and i haven't been wanting to because i knew i put on a little weight and i didn't want to deal with it but i had like 80 pairs of jeans to go through she's not i'm not exaggerating it's yeah. like stacks and stacks of yeah jeans. it was a lot um i've just been accumulating and i was like you know what i know i don't wear half these jeans i know some of them i just don't like let's just try them on really quick get it over with so I'm like doing this very fast and I'm always cleaning quickly but like I was really going fast and I went to like jump into a pair of jeans and shimmy them up and I kind of got stuck my toe got stuck on it and then I like did like a little like fish jump and what I would have done to see this it was crazy and I was like oh that kind of felt weird Uh, I was just proud I didn't fall and then I sat down for a minute because I was like oh my gosh I like maybe I pinched something that was weird or I don't know I didn't really think much of it uh, it then progressively got worse throughout the night, but it still wasn't that bad. And the next morning I woke up and I could not move. I didn't move all day the next day. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm dealing with, but we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> like we were gonna re share this episode anyway, because it's just like, we don't need to have the conversation again because I think we really went yeah. into it well in this. We planned on doing this epi. before a rough week yeah and then just maybe just, not right now <laughs> and cam was like we should just do it during a week that's like really rough and i was like i'm think i'm needing it now <laughs> taryn came up to me and was like I-, I think it's the week i was like i think this is the week <laughs> although we did have a great weekend um yeah. we went to two sporting events yeah we'll what catch it- them up on the good stuff next next step sure uh, we love you guys. Thanks we- for <laughs> thanks for being here. Oh, Franco. And this is this is a really good episode. I'm excited for those of you who didn't get to hear it. I get asked about this episode a lot mm-hmm. if it's still available anywhere. Um, so I'm excited to get this back up there for y'all to listen. Yeah. So without further ado, please enjoy Taryn's coming out as Christian story. Love you. See you next week, guys. Oh, we're also cutting like all the little sh- all the little like chit chat in the beginning so it'll just jump right into it oh my god frank is like literally choking oh on the couch we're all having a look time. at us oh frank if you're watching the video we look cammy's wearing a maga hat no i'm not <laughs> it's just because it's a red hat with white writing i'm never wearing that again um wait really quickly i just want to say taryn said the other day she's like i really feel like having dogs prepares you 
to be a parent and it might sound ridiculous, but I really feel like it as I was like up at 7 a.m. cleaning Frank's puke off a floor because he just came up stairs and decided to throw up on our floor this morning. And then oh, hours whoa. later, I saw a TikTok of a girl saying the same thing and describing the same night. And somebody commented and they were like, I'm convinced that the only one who doesn't agree with this is bad pet parents or bad parents. Like, it's so true oh, yeah. that if you have dogs with any ailments, like, it is preparing you. And then another lady was like, mm. I have both dogs and kids. And some days the dogs are harder. <laughs> Like, cool. Um, okay. Wait, no, can I share one small thing? Please. Um, you guys. I almost handed you the mic. I, I like, went yes. I went to ASU and for college, Arizona State University. Go Sun Devils Forkum, baby show them how to forkum. It is the shocker. Symbol, I know, but it's which also is crazy. A, it's a pitchfork. I, all it is is you just gotta spread the fingers, which <laughs> why'd you um, put it in your mouth like I, that? I went to cover my mouth I was like, oh my god I was like, any hoodlum but like why is that y'all's thing it's a pitchfork fork em, baby now, like if you put your three fingers up it's not the same yes i know but this is the shocker it's weird baby asu has been an institution for probably many more years before people are doing the shocker no and they've been doing that since the dawn of the day any hoodlum <laughs> so i went to asu our football team is so bad lately they used to be really good it was really fun um and they played ucla and it's really close to our house and so we went we spent 70 dollars each on front row tickets which is so crazy. crazy and i i bet on the game which they were literally so supposed to lose that i bet 33 dollars. and if i won we i'd win 185 hypothetically I don't yeah know that you're allowed to bet I mean, yeah like, hypothetically speaking yeah it's like definitely not legal in california so i i'm betting with my friends little chocolate pieces like you said exactly so let's say i did do that <laughs> and then let's say that my 33 dollars was so little compared to my 183 chocolates that i did win from all my friends yes hypothetically oh, cool hypothetically very cool i love chocolate and uh, yeah it's like why would i be sports betting when i don't have a job <laughs> Fucking hell. It's so stupid. Fucking hell. I fucking oh, hell. Oh, Taryn realized that I'm saying, God damn. God damn. Can we keep saying it lately? all the time? God damn. Don't know why. Don't know where it came from. Don't know who I picked this up from. Apparently, I've always said it like a little bit, but now I'm just ramping it up. Do you remember so, exactly what cadence I said you were at and what you're at now? You said I was at like once a month. Once. once a, yeah, about once, once a, a month. And now I'm at like two times a week, four Three times, times a week. Three times a week, yeah gotta get off the goddamn you train. almost said it again you went oh shit goddamn. no i didn't i yeah. was saying no you would have okay <laughs> all right anyways <laughs> we're gonna get into Darren's story i um, actually feel as if we were to record a whole podcast it would be fucking unhinged right now i it would just be a, a we're not doing it mess. we're not doing it don't ask us to do it i don't, don't. have a job we're and cammy threw her back out i can't t- possibly speak i <laughs> really i can't um, anyways, okay. We love you, girls. Enjoy the episode. And boys we will and see everyone. you in real time next week. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage 
all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. You excited? I'm very excited. It's going to be a a big boy. It is a a big boy. So I don't know a lot about religion. This is very true. Specifically... Christianity, I would say. Do you know about others? Well, I did take a religions course in college, which we've quickly kind of glossed over Christianity. It was really focused on other things. Or maybe I- What a biased teacher you had. (laughs) Maybe it was like selective hearing that I just didn't listen to that. Um, I don't know much. I've gone to church a handful of times on like Easter, Christmas. Well, I actually taught a Bible study like three years in a row, like a whole week in the summer. What are you talking about? I, ha- <laughs> I had to How do- How have we never talked about I this? don't know. I had to have 10 years of community service or 10 years. 10, that was crazy. I became a pastor. <laughs> I baptized some people. I'm a fucking nun. You just didn't know. <laughs> Nuns can't She don't act like a nun. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. You can say what you want. <laughs> um, no, I had to do 10 hours of community service. Um for school. It's like every year that's what we did in high school. Yeah. And my friend's mom worked at a church. She like ran the band. So, or whatever it's called there. Yeah. And yeah. So my friend, my best friend and I volunteered. There was no, like you needed to know anything. No, I guess not. (laughs) I like, we had like arts and crafts. It was just like, I don't know. That's super I like surprising. made sure the kids got from like building to building or like ran around outside. I was just, it, I was a glorified babysitter. You were, th- that makes way more sense. But it was Bible school, summer yeah. Bible school. I'm sure they met God through you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so perverted if that tells you Ooh, anything babe. of what I think about church. All right. So um, when did you get into religion, babe? Yeah. So um, my parents were like Chrismica people. That's the best that I would say it. Like we did Hanukkah, we did all the Jewish uh, holidays and then the Christian ones, but we never really went to church. We just celebrated them at home. Um, and then for the Jewish stuff, like we would, I, like we would go to temple for different things. I went to a Jewish preschool, um, cause my mom's Jewish. My dad's like Christian. Um, and probably similar to your parents where it's like, you know, you just grow up. Like and socially your, religious. Yeah. Yes. It's like being a fan of the sports team that like the city, you're, the from. city you're from. It's just like you're born yeah. into it. You do it. It's just habits, rituals. Yeah. Um. So their whole goal was to never push anything on us. They were like, hey, we do these things because they're community within our family. They're like fun excuses to give their kids gifts. Like they're just very giving people. They want to get us all together. So it was never a religious thing. I don't even think we talked about God probably my whole life um, until Miss Christian USA pops up. Uh, and when I was Are you in- talking about yourself? I am. Oh, okay. When I was in high school, um, one of my best friends 
this is always the way that it starts. But one of my best friends went to a summer camp and it's always these summer camps that like convert people because they're so fun. fun. Yeah. You're like flying off tubes in the, in the water and you're like, oh my God, we stayed up so late and we slept on a houseboat, you know, whatever. And then being taught how to be a good person. Yeah. But that's not a, yes, that comes after you kind of like drink the Kool-Aid, which it's not bad. Kool-Aid is that good. Sounds pretty, that sounds pretty culty, babe. <laughs> but it's also true. Like, it We're does all sound drinking culty. the Kool-Aid to a degree. Yes. You know? It's like you fall in love with like all the things around it, mm-hmm. which this isn't everyone's story. This is just mine. My best friend, that's what happened to him. And he started hanging out ex- almost exclusively with all these church people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, so Can I you- yeah. Okay. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, so I started being like, well, what is he doing? Like, what did he learn that like changed his life and is so amazing? Um, and so then I started, I asked my mom to drive me to a Bible store to buy me a Bible. And I remember how confused she was. Like, it's not really what your teen is like asking. <laughs> it's like, take me to get a Bible, mom. Uh, especially when you've never taught them to be like any sort of religious. So buy a Bible and then I buy like this Bible study book and I would wake up before school and read it every day for like an hour. I would sit at my desk in my bedroom and I would go through like basically like intro to Christianity and try to learn everything I could. Obviously I ended up believing it, starting going, started to go to church with him and then that whole group. And then, you know, been a little Christian ever since. But one part that I think is really interesting is um, my mom is similar to Cammie in that she's super open-minded, but that means she's closed-minded towards people that are closed-minded is, I guess, the best way I to say it. Good, it'll make sense. Yeah. And when I accepted Jesus, which is like you you say a prayer that means that you've become a Christian. Oh. Um, you have to like say a certain prayer basically, um, that acknowledges this. I said the prayer, I accepted Jesus. And then I slipped a note under my parents' bedroom, uh, bedroom door. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, I'm changed. This is so backwards. I'm a new. You came out as. Yeah. As Christian. No. Yeah. Yeah. Christian. (laughs) Christian gray. It all comes (laughs) back. Uh, but yeah, so I sent, I put a little note under the door and I was like, Hey, I'm Christian now. Like I hope you guys still love me. Like, I hope that I can lead you to God, like all this stuff. And then my parents came in and were like, oh, we love you. Like super supportive. But then my mom was like, and I remember this so clearly. She was like, no matter what, you cannot be judgmental about uh, about other people, especially gay people. Like, don't. That is not okay with me. And I was like, okay. In my head being like, fuck gay people because they're bad. Like, really? When oh, she, yeah. When she said that, you were like, but I am against that because that's a sin. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like the eternal struggle where you're like, I know it's not actually bad, but the Bible says it's bad. Mm-hmm. So I think it's bad now. Yeah. And you have to like believe that it is, even if you don't believe that it is. So anyway, Do then you think- I became super Christian after that. And <laughs> you're going to say then I became super gay. Led like youth groups for five, six years, like was like the MC at my college youth group with like hundreds of people. I would share my testimony, which is like your come to Jesus story mm-hmm. um, at, a, at like conferences of like thousands of Christians and stuff because yeah, whatever. It was, very, it was cool that like I came to it just yeah. by Googling it and finding it myself. And Yeah, you weren't 
born into it. Like you made the decision for yourself. That's so interesting that you just chose that. I feel like most people I know, they're born into a family that follows one type of religion and that's just how it is. It was so backwards that you're like coming out to your parents as Christian. Your mom's telling you, I still love you. Just don't judge people, especially gay people. Do you think she just like had a a hunch that you were gay and didn't want this to cause you more confusion? I don't think so. I think it was my mom's like deep-seated closed-mindedness about people that are closed-minded, specifically Christians. Like I think my mom's really similar to you Mm -hmm. in that it's like there's something about organized Christian religion that really irks people from the outside. Yeah. And I think she used whatever she could find off the tip of her tongue to be like, just don't do these things that they're known for, which was at the time, like gay was the big thing that was like, Christians hate gay people, you know? Okay. So you come out as Christian in high school. Yeah. You're going to church. You're doing all things. It's so funny. It's so your personality to like, want to be involved, want to be a leader, want to like, make sure you're having fun and part of a little community. Really to me, it could have been anything and Mm. you would have kind of wanted to get behind it. Do you feel that way or do you feel like Mm. you really truly just believed in the religion itself? Like what part of it was a social aspect and what part of it was what Christianity stands for? Yeah. So I think the social aspect is massive. Um, I'm like a pack person. I like love having my little group. And then it's obviously fun when it's a bigger group that still feels little. So I think that really resonated with me, but I'm also super introspective. I love like thinking about how I feel. I don't know how else to say that, but yeah, like I just like, I'm a huge journaler. I'm like, I like to think about things that I don't know, like traits and personality things and things about like virtues. And I I know it sounds, I'm, I'm sounding so like, no, like I'm so, whoa, I'm amazing. And I don't, I don't, I just mean that that's the kind of stuff I like where you like to think about what you think about. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. And, and I think something about Christianity lended itself to me in a way that was like, okay, you think about what happens in life and how there's like a bigger thing going on. And how you affect what's going on. So I think that is probably just religion in general and not Christianity. But I liked that Jesus, the idea that Jesus went through everything he went through, died for your sins so that anything you did wrong was washed clean. Like that's, in my opinion, a really special thing about Christianity. And then also I love like fate and how life is built around certain things and you never know, but they all connect, whatever. So I think God had a really cool connection to that that I didn't see in other religions. But to be fair, I really did not go like religion searching. I found one that I liked and went. You weren't like, let me go compare this to totally every other religion out there and make sure it's the right one for me. You were like, yeah, I buy this. Let's right. go. Right. Yeah. Which is fair enough. I think. Yeah. More than some people even do when they pick a religion. And it's also like when you're young, it's like Buddhism feels like one that you come into later when you're like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It feels so big and meta where like Christianity was like just there. Mm-hmm. You could read a book and it could be taught to like, it is taught to children from people like you, incredible <laughs> people like you. Uh, 
So it just felt more accessible, mm-hmm. I guess. And you love learning about things. Like you, yeah. so I, I'm not surprised that you sat at your little desk before school every day, like studying up. Like you love learning about something new yeah. and doing it on your own time. So like none of this surprises me about you at all. That's good, I guess. Yeah, it's good. I love that about you. Um, okay, so we got the Christianity side established. Yes. Let's establish some gay shit. Okay. When did we have our first inkling of I might like girls? Um, with many people, you look back at all the things mm. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Like my weird obsession with my camp counselors oh, and people we all on my that. tennis team and totally. like, you know, so ignoring all of those because I really didn't know in that moment. Yeah, not in hindsight, in moment. Yes, in moment was when I was in college, um, a girl that I lived with and was in crew, C-R-U, which is Campus Crusade for Christ, uh, crew, shortened to crusade, or other way, yeah. But anyway, that was the Christian little group I was a part of, and she, I, I always feel weird talking about this because she's a real person. <laughs> she's so, out there. She's out there. She's really cool. We're still friends. Um, I hope you're listening. Uh, yeah. I almost said her name. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not private, but let's not. Um, but we lived together. We were in crew together. We were like leaders in this Christian group together. And um, I was going through a really tough time with my anxiety. And I was like experiencing some depression for the first time. And she was so there for me and so caring in a way that like any boyfriend I had ever had wasn't that way. And obviously your relationship with your girlfriends is different than with guys and boyfriends and whatever, but there was just something more behind it. And I started, yeah, there was something that I just didn't know what it was, but I felt so attached to her. And so like, I just wanted to know everything about her and I wanted to be around her and I wanted to like, look at her. I wanted to just, I just felt different than any way that I had felt with any guy I've ever dated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was just hard to ignore. Yes. And you were sexually attracted to her too. Yes. Which like <laughs> can confirm. That is correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was that also an issue just like wanting to be sexual with a person while yeah. you're really religious? Were you did you like vow to be celibate until you're married? Um I actually don't know if I made that decision. Did I? Or did you like? I knew a lot of people growing never up who were gay who used that guys. as a reason to like not have sex with their boyfriends. Be like purity ring. The guys I had dated or had serious like long relationships with were also Christian, and it would be like if we got to a certain point, we would be like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> oh heavens, <laughs> oh lord." <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it's like you know you you push the boundaries a little bit, but like when you both feel like it's a thing that you don't want to cross, then you don't do it. But yeah, it was hard. I think, I think it was the, the hardest part about it isn't like, Oh, I want to be sexual with you, but I can't. It's like, I feel like I'm going to go to hell if I'm sexual with you. Like I feel dirty in a not good way. (laughs) I feel like, you know, it makes you feel 
just like scum of the earth to even be having those thoughts. Yeah. And that's where it was just so agonizing. I think for the both of us, because we both owned up to it and we're like, well, what do we do now? And how did started? How did that happen? Like, how did it go from you having these personal thoughts and fears and feelings to you guys finally spoke about it? Yeah. So we lived together. We, I shared a room with someone else at first, but then we switched rooms and I moved into the room with this girl. And at that point it became unavoidable to yeah, not did talk that to about it. Yeah. Like it was like, okay, so something's going to happen. Let's talk about it. Did you know she was like, not did you know, like before you talked about it, did you feel she was also having these feelings? Yes. You could just tell there was like a mutual something. And I had known that she had had an experience in the past. Oh, yes. you knew she had. But she told yeah. me that in a way that was like, I need to tell you something. This is so bad, but I've come so far. This isn't a thing about me anymore. Oh, so she was in a way warning you. Why? Why? Do you think she told everyone this or she felt- No. She felt you liking her and blamed herself? Like Probably. I think she, you know, oh, with awful. with- any like sin, the, anything that is like clearly a sin, you want to get it out on the table with the people that you care about most mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I've struggled with this. Just so you know, almost like it's kind of a warning, but it's also I'm showing you that I can, that anyone can get over it kind of thing. It's yeah. like, oh, we can go through it together. It's almost like AA, yeah. where it's like, yeah. oh, we're all here. Wow, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know her point of telling me, I think she was way more bought into staying away from us having any sort of sexual relationship than I was. Like I was, I was down for it, but (laughs) let's just try and see what happens. (laughs) We might like instantly burn up next time we walk into church, but like worth it. (laughs) Would that be so bad? Oh, spoiler. You didn't burn up. I did not burn up. Not yet. (laughs) Maybe he's still out for me. We'll find out. Um, No, but I think, like, she was doing it in a way that was, like, that's the old me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. And, like, please don't tempt me, probably. Please don't tempt me. Yeah. Like, if if, how you said with AA, like, if she was an alcoholic and you were some party girl. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And you were, like, living together, like, drinking all the time. I would assume, like, I if I was an alcoholic, I would tell somebody that I was living with who was drinking all the time, like, please know this totally. to be aware. And totally. maybe, and that's kind of how she felt probably maybe. is what we're assuming. Yeah. I can't believe you guys haven't, like, talked about that more. Yeah. I mean, we have. But I mean, like, you don't know what she was thinking? Oh, yeah. No, I actually don't know in that moment what she was thinking. We never talked about that. So that's really weird. What was the moment that you guys finally had the conversation of – you at least telling her that you had these feelings. How did that go down? So what's funny? <laughs> She's smirking. It's going to be sexual. <laughs> I can't remember if we hooked up first before, before we talked about it. Probably. I can't remember. I think we did. I think it was like we talked about how our friendship was getting too dependent and like we're too close. Yeah, you're and, like towing around it. Like we are so close. Yeah, like we need a little more space and we yeah. need more. Like you know, it's we're just so close. Yeah. Um, and then one night it went there, and I remember for like the first hour we were just like in our room and like 
teasing each other for like an hour. First hour. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Plug your ears, babe. Um, no, but it was like, are we gonna, are we not, you know, just being like very coy about it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, someone made a move. Someone. Tell us who, Taryn. You're leaving out so many details. I don't know. I, she kissed me first, but I don't know. <laughs> who knows what I was doing under the blankets? Well, I actually don't who remember. Knows? You know. <laughs> Tell us what you know. All I'm saying is Give it us started dark. and then we had a few hours. I remember I wrote about this in my journal that I read oh, earlier. I, um, I We had a few hours where we just like went for it and it was so – it yes, it was like sexual and like so hot and all the things that I was like wanting, but it was more eye-opening than anything that I was like definitely gay mm-hmm. and definitely gonna need to figure out what that meant in terms of like Christianity. Because the next morning I woke up, she was so mad, couldn't even look at me, couldn't talk to me, um, like so upset at herself. Heart sick. I feel so yeah. sad for both of you. And then we spent the next few months like seeing people at our church trying to ask them if they would like counsel us out of it and like seeing pastors and being like hey we did this thing it wasn't like we're in love Mm -hmm. and we want to it was we send yes help us pray the gay away yes in every way we're best friends like what do we do now and is that really what you wanted like in your heart of hearts in those moments were you like this is wrong this is a sin i'm gonna go to hell I want this part of me gone. Or did you think in the back of your mind, you were like, I don't believe this, but I'm just going to go through the motions. I think I had like a pretty clear idea of what I thought my life would look like. Mm -hmm. I thought I would get married to a guy that looked like Paul Walker. (laughs) Didn't we all? I know. (laughs) Um, Our sperm donor. uh, (laughs) Um, And I just, I know that like, I don't know. I grew up so boy crazy. I just had this like picture of my wedding and what it would all look like and our kids and just his job and my job and our vacations and whatever. And I think it was less about like, God doesn't want me to be gay and more about, I don't want to be gay. Mm-hmm. And God agrees yeah. so. <laughs> that it was like, okay, it's double whammy. Can't yeah. do this. So yeah, I, you know, and then the more that we got the more often that her and I did that and like the more we started getting closer and actually sharing our feelings with each other, I so was, was like way back and forth, pray the gay way, canoodle, constant, pray the- <laughs> constant, sweet way to put it. But like, yeah, awful. Yeah. It was such a roller coaster. It was awful. But like great too. Cause great now. Yeah. So the, the worst like year of my life was when she wasn't ready to be with me and I was getting there Mm -hmm. and she felt like scum of the earth. I'm the worst sinner in the world. And I was like, but love, Mm -hmm. it's so good. How could you deny? No, she was like, I see this as a bad thing that I'm getting sucked into. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Christians feel that that's the devil tricking you. Mm -hmm. And it's the opposite of God. Of course it's great. It's like eating dessert when you're on a diet. You're like, it's so bad. That's how they get you. It's It tastes so good, but it's so bad for you. That's like what she felt like this was. Yeah. yeah. Who are some of the people you went to to get advice or share this with? And what did they say? Because I know like you already mentioned your family wasn't very religious. So 
how long did it take to tell them? Did you tell your Christian family first? Like who, how was your coming out process? Cause I think it's, it's very different from mine. And I know a lot of other people who, a lot of people just say, I'm gay. And you were like, I did this thing. Help me stop. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. So I assume a lot of people that want to know what to do when they're gay and Christian, it's because they were raised Christian. That's like, I bet at least 60, 70% of you. If not more. Like my story is so rare. Um, My parents were totally cool. I told them right away, uh, said, hey, I kissed a girl um, and I liked it. And uh, the original right now was the original. The song was about me. Um, But I told them and they were like, okay, like we get you. We love you. That's, that's cool. Like we want to meet her. Who is she? Um, and that was cool. They wanted to make sure that I was okay and not being bullied and not being like in trouble because of the church. They knew that I think, I think that was my mom's worst nightmare is that like the people that I had trusted for so many years are now going to backstab me. Um, which did happen, spoiler alert. But, uh, so I, my parents were fine. My brothers were fine. My, all my best friends were great except, and then everyone in the church was awful like truly awful. Um, we went to the pastor of our church and basically we're told like, if you don't get this together, this is you choosing to run away from God. And that results in hell. This is, you are sinning knowingly. So we got told like, okay, we'll go to hell if we pursue this relationship. Um, and he was like a cool pastor. That's what drives me crazy. He's like, even to this day, you look at him, you're like, that guy's so cool. Yeah. He was like a college football player, like just like a badass. Well, (laughs) you'd think he was cool, but whatever. Um, anyway, he's a cool guy. Um, and is actually a really nice guy. It's just, I remember being like, I can't, and his his brother is gay or something. Someone in his close family was gay and it still didn't hit home for him, which whatever. Um, and then, we went to like a mutual mentor at our church that he, that pastor said, Hey, you guys should talk to this lady. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. So kind. So like we would ride our bikes from our house to this little coffee shop, um, on mill street. If anyone is, uh, an Arizona state person, um, cause there's a billion of us. So we, that has to connect with someone. <laughs> um, we would ride our bikes and we would show up at this little coffee shop and she'd be there every week and we would be like, okay, here's what we did this week. Like, here's what we did. And Wait, here's- you tell her? Yeah. <gasps> she was so cool. And, oh, God. And I remember when it first had started, she told us, you guys can't be in the same room anymore. You've got to- you, If you really want to kick this, you can't tempt each other like that. Like, you have real sexual feelings to towards each this. other. I like, love how this is your cool person that you're coming- Like, yeah. the pastor was this awful guy and told you, No. She's also telling you no, but she is considered cool. Yeah, because she was like less mean. To about me, it. that's not that's the opposite of cool. But well, we'll I'm sure get into that whole yeah, bit we'll later. But um, and then the last person that I went to, uh, like really consistently was another like woman mentor at uh, another church that is amazing. We've talked since. She's s- such a great person. Um, And I spent the most of my time with her, like, actually debating what the Bible said about being gay and if it meant that – if that was outdated, if those verses actually meant what they said. Um, 
And she was really kind and friendly and like amazing to me on a personal level. But we spent most of the time just like talking about like theology. So that was less like heartbreaking because it was just like about a subject that felt. Yeah. You're just sharing your views on a subject. It was less personal. Yeah. So, you know, and then there were other people like in crew specifically that kicked us off leadership, wouldn't let us go on um, mission trips, which if you think about how insane that sounds, I'm going to say it again. They would not let us go on mission trips. (laughs) Yeah. That's the whole point of (laughs) mission trips. Well, I have my own thing with mission trips, Um, but the whole point is like, you're going to do this good thing and it should, it should be like helping you get closer to God, if anything. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to go because we hadn't, you could say you had to sign, do an application and to go on this mission trip. And it asked, oh, do you have same sex feelings? No. Oh my God. I can't you're even tell you the out amount a of questionnaire times. And yes. it's like, do you have are you on any medications we need to know about for your safety? Have you packed your socks and underwear? Do you have a masturbation problem? <gasps> do you? Yes. I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Let's not a problem. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it, it said something like, do you have same sex feelings? Um, have you, have you stopped or like, have you taken same sex action? And then like, have you stopped? And I remember oh. being like, we were like, do we lie? Cause we both want to go on this trip, <laughs> but like, also well, we not stopped. this is who I am. And we haven't stopped. We're trying really hard. It's like, you know, you can't write like we're meeting with the pastor and the two people. Yeah, you're like, like, yes, I have these feelings. No, I haven't stopped, but I'm trying. Yeah, and so we got told we couldn't go and we got let off leadership. And oh God, yeah, you guys really, got like- We got the boot. But it's crazy to me that you're trying not to. Yeah. Fully trying not to. And you're still getting exiled. Yeah, it was awful. If anything, I would think that they would want you at every function, at every leadership. Well, I guess they're just afraid you're not really trying to kick it and now you're going to, I'm doing air quotes, poison other people with your homosexual agenda. (laughs) And she did. And she, oh. (laughs) So if you didn't go on the mission trip, were you guys not just like alone at school together? Didn't you just get more alone time? (laughs) That's so funny. No, uh, no, they were during summer. So I would go home. You guys spent all this time, pray the gateway. I'm going to fast forward a little. I want to go back in a little bit, but she is engaged now. Yeah, to a woman. To a woman. Yeah. Which Uh, makes me so happy. Like hearing these stories and so sad for both of you. It would crush me if like she was still struggling with this. But does that like a little bit make you feel bummed in any way? Like I know- Putting it aside of like everything happens for a reason, like does that ever feel weird because she wouldn't allow herself to get there with you or she just needed time? No. Uh, I We dated for like three years after and it was on and off probably for the first like year or two of like gay away, gay, gay away, gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we really tried it after we were both out of college for a while and um, it was long distance, but it was still – a great relationship. Like she traveled with my family a lot. Like we went on trips together. Like I I came back to Arizona. She came to California all the time. Um, and I think it used to really bother me Mm -hmm. for sure that she went on and dated. I remember when she first dated this girl, I was so mad. I was like, what the hell? I put in all this work (laughs) and then you are finally able to, like, be free and gay and out with someone else. 
Um, but I know how hard this whole bit was for her. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw it firsthand and if anything, I'm just so happy. And we've had that conversation since then. I'm so happy for her. And she thanks me for like how, I guess, like, uh, gracious and like slow I was mm-hmm. to help her realize that it's like, okay. Um, but I was just figuring it out too. It's not like brownie points for me. It, it, I think we really helped each other out. Mm-hmm. So, Did you? I'm not mad. No. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm flipping off the air. <laughs> hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply did you um except that this is just who you are and you didn't want to pray it away anymore sooner than she did? Like, had you gotten there and then hoped that she would get there too? Way sooner. Like in college still? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think think about in college, I was like, I can be gay and Christian. And were you still part of crew and everything at that point? Or had you separated yourself from kind of the religion you knew? You were still practicing personally. Yes. I had decided, okay, all the fanfare and the chutzpah around me of like the community and Mm -hmm. the things that I used to do five days a week with all these people. That's crazy. I've lost all that, but God is my thing. He's my little rock. Him and I are going to like keep pressing through. And Mm -hmm. for me, religion started with just me and God. And so it felt right that it came back to that where it was like, okay, yeah, it's just me and you and me and you and this book and I'm going to figure it out from here. Um, and you know, that's taken its own turn since then, but yeah, I, I I got there really fast because I think my grip on religion, I've just always been like, well, I'll make it what I want it to be because that's all I did. It wasn't ingrained in me. It wasn't like my parents were telling me to do a certain thing or Mm -hmm. I could just drop it when I wanted to, even though it really meant a lot to me. Um, so yeah, but it's hard to lose the community aspect. That's like the worst part of all of it. Yeah. And you're such a big community person. Like that's like, I know you said it just started with just you and God, but I feel like it started with you in a community and feeling like you found your place. Yeah. And I feel like not God was secondary to you drinking the Kool-Aid, but I I think if the community wasn't there, I don't know if you would have gone down that path in that way. Yeah. It definitely wouldn't have been as easy Yeah, or as fun. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're in college, you're practicing on your own. Yes. Are you friends with anyone in the church still or have like they just separated themselves from you? Most people have skirted away (laughs) or were under the impression that I knew that it was wrong and I wanted to be done with it. So I couldn't, I couldn't 
done with being gay. Yes. Oh, so it was like you were either lying and yes. pretending you were over it, over being gay. Yeah. Or people realized, no, she's chosen to be gay and we're going to back away. Basically. Yeah. That's so hard. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. And like, luckily you had your family who obviously are so, so freaking incredible and care yeah. so much about you. But that was like, I mean, you're living in Arizona. That is your family there. Totally. And now they're just kind of gone. Yeah. I think it's, it's weird because there's the idea that like no sins are, or all sins are equal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, me smacking you across the face right now would be the same as me being gay. Kissing me. <laughs> Kissing you. Yeah. Which. Interesting. Dope. All right. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, so, Ooh. yeah. So they are, they are the same. And what's not fun is people could like, you know, lie mm-hmm. and everyone's like, it's okay. People could uh, do yeah. whatever and it's like, it's okay. But because I did this one thing mm-hmm. and I'm still struggling through it, mm-hmm. I was like painted as this like sinner. It's like you're damaged goods now yeah. in the church. Um, and I was really mad at people for a very, very long time because I was like, how could you? Like if you zoom out, this isn't a big deal. Like at the end of the day, I'm trying to be with someone that I love. That seems like a pretty holy situation. Like – I just like this person. I want to provide for them. I want to be there for them. The same thing that you want to do with like your little Sally Christian, whatever, is what I want to do with another girl. And that's okay. Um, but it took me a while to realize that this is this is people's worldview. You can't, you have to be patient. Like, and I know this is what kind of drives you crazy a little bit is that you're like, well, how could that be their worldview? Yeah. I feel like my opinion is I get that you are told something's a sin, but you kind of touched on it before. Like all sins are weighted the same way. From my experience, they're not. I have read parts of the Bible that say like, you can't touch a woman on her period. Mm -hmm. And that happens and no one cares at all. I've also read things of like, where homosexuality isn't actually talked about in the Bible. It's pedophilia, which is extremely different and not related whatsoever. So I just get so confused why we put so much validity into the idea that homosexuality is a sin, but we, like, and who is determining this? Why are some (laughs) sins held up and some aren't? And why is, like, not, even if you agree with the Bible, the way we interpret it and pick and choose what's right and wrong, that's what just doesn't sit well with me. And also, me being gay and loving someone, it's like, do no harm. I'm not harming anyone else. And I and I get that you could argue, as somebody who is Christian, you're harming the other person that you're in the relationship with. But if we're both deciding to do this, like, loving someone can never cause harm. Like, I don't understand. I just don't understand how that's a bad or negative thing. And then the idea that people are like disowning family members or friends or people in their community because they have this ability to love, that just does not sit well with me. And that's where I think how we were talking about the being so open-minded, you become closed-minded about people who are closed-minded. That's where I, that, that sits with me. I cannot get it. I don't understand. And I just think your perspective on it is really interesting because you are so open-minded, even after going through this and having people 
shun you and exile you out of their lives for, in my opinion, a ridiculous reason, you still get it. Like you can totally understand where they're coming from. And I think that is an important thing and a helpful thing Mm -hmm. when people are coming out, if you can kind of see it from their point of view as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like your whole life, someone's like, the sky is blue, the sky is blue, the sky is blue, the sky is blue. The sky is supposed to be blue. It's always going to be blue. Never going to be a different color. Definitely not green. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I think the sky is green. And you're like, but it's not. All I know is that it's blue. So you feel so like territorial over your view of the sky because you're like, that is Bible to me. That is Mm -hmm. truth to me. It's one of the few things that I've been told is true in the world. And so I think that gets like distilled down, obviously, from top of religion, people being like, Jesus didn't exist, or like, how was the Virgin Mary had a baby? You know, it, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, all of those things, it distills down to like, okay, a man and a woman are supposed to be together. Their parts fit. Doesn't it just make sense? That's how babies are made. That's how more people are made. Like, Yeah, but then I love to argue and be like, the world is overpopulated right now. So if you really think there's a higher power orchestrating this whole thing, why would he allow there to be an overpopulation? Why? So do you also think women who are unable to have children are sinning because they that's unnatural and wrong? No. It's like that every side of it, I'm like, what? I get, I get where you're coming from. And I get that it can be appalling and it can be anger inducing to imagine that people look at us and say gross. Yeah. I mean, you know, I who would (laughs) rude, honestly, I get very angry about it. And it's funny. I don't know why I get so angry because I've never experienced it. I didn't have anyone who is extremely religious. I experienced it with one friend saying something and I didn't care. And she has since apologized, but I cannot let go of the amount of people I've had conversations with. And I'm just so angry for them. But it's like, you went through it and you're not angry. So it's like, my anger is displaced in the wrong. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I'm pissed. I've been really angry. I've had years where I've been angry. I read my journals earlier and they're all very angry. Um, Yeah. I want to read an excerpt of that. (laughs) They're so awful. But, um, but, and, and it's okay to be angry, but at the same time, like, you have to step back and be like, oh, this is just what this person believes is true in the world. And and they're scared to open Pandora's box. Like it's a lot of fear for people where they go, well, if that's not true, then mm-hmm. is God real? Is that if that's not true, is da-da-da? Is it like you start to open it at all and it just unravels in front of you? But they've already been lenient about other things, like I mentioned, that are in the Bible that people just don't care about anymore. Why do they get to just not care about that and nothing unravels? But this one thing... It is bullshit. I'm not going to (laughs) fight you on that. It is fully bullshit. And also, you have to understand that this is just what people believe about how the world started and where it should go. People relate it to bestiality fairly often. Yeah, which is... Like what? So, but they'll say, what? God designed man and woman to be together. Well, no, we say two women can be together. Two men can be together. Then they say, well, what are you going to say next? A man and a dog. But humans are the same. We are human. But I don't think there's anything in the Bible that says interspeciality is not a thing. Well, then don't worry about it. It's not in your religion. Like don't, don't fight it with your religion. 
you can fight it because that's weird <laughs> and you can't like consent to that properly and it's gross. Yeah. But like you don't need to put you don't need to put your religion behind it then. You can I put your you. opinions. Yeah. I don't know. I'm you know not I'm not I'm not fighting for Christians. No, I like that I'm you share the for people that come out. I get DMs a lot about this as well. They come out or they're too scared to come out because they're scared of how their family's going to react. That's right and rightful and okay. And you should be scared. I hate to say it. It is so scary. Mm -hmm. It is so scary. And my advice would be assume that it's probably not going to go well Mm -hmm. because you are attacking something in their head. You are not actually doing this, but in their head, you are attacking something that they believe to be true about the world and your entire life and their job as a parent and probably as a Christian is to guide you in the right way and to make sure that you are cared for and you get the life that you need and you're provided for all these things. And for whatever reason, being gay is a massive threat to that. It's awful. I'm really sorry if it's not a good conversation. I would assume it's going to be bad. And also, please give grace. The same way that you want them to respond to you with like calm, okay, wow, I totally see where you're coming from. Like you have to give that back to them. Mm -hmm. You have to. It's only right. And it's not going to be easy, but it's right. That's why I think um, my friend Kate Austin was on the show a couple weeks ago. And that's why I think her story is so important because it's it's basically worst case scenario for a lot of people. Like you said, expect the worst. Yeah. I think that it might be a hard thing to hear, but if you're if you can be prepared for that and go into it that way, yeah, that can help you. And hearing stories like Kate's where her her worst case scenario happened and she is thriving. Yeah, she still has a hard time. Yeah, it's really difficult with her parents, but she has a really great life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really inspirational. So with that said, how do you recommend people coming out to the Christian people in their lives? Like, how do you go about this to prepare prepare for the worst, but hopefully get the best? Yeah. What I would recommend, which is probably not always doable, but if you know how you feel about yourself being gay, if you feel that it's okay for you to be gay, lead with that confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really important um, because a lot of people, when they're coming out to people especially in the Christian world, they're kind of confessing it. Like, it's like this, like, uh, you did. here's my, yeah, here's my pile of shit and help me with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you can go, hey, I really think I like girls and I'm really excited and I'm nervous to tell you because I know that you probably have different opinions than I do, um, but I'm really excited for me and like my life. And I just want to tell you and I'm open to hear what you think, but like, please be fragile with me. Like, be gentle, you know? Um, I think that's probably a really good way to go about it, even if you don't feel that. (laughs) Even if you're like, fake it till you make it. (laughs) Even if you're like, fuck off. Like, you shouldn't have anything to say about this. Yeah. Like, people will mirror how you you are presenting yourself. And so, if you go into it vulnerable, like, more cases than not, I would assume people will be vulnerable back. Yeah. I think that's really great advice. I think that applies to coming out anytime. I always felt like the easiest times I had coming out were when I was really comfy with who I was and sure of myself. I was like, if you don't like me, that's okay because I like me. Yeah. Which obviously is not always the case. And I think the hardest times in my life were when I wasn't out and wasn't feeling good in myself. And I think if I came out a little sooner and saw the support from people, I would have felt comfier in myself sooner. But like it's a a journey – 
for every person. I think if you're Christian and coming out to Christians, you have like insider info. <laughs> like you're kind you of come lucky. ready. <laughs> well, the best way to have an argument is to like have your rebuttals prepared. You yeah. know what they're gonna say. So by having this knowledge of understanding what the person has been educated on and what they've been fed their whole lives, yeah. you know the things that they've learned and that they probably believe. Yeah. So that must be helpful. It's useful. Um, there's only six verses in the Bible about homosexuality, even remotely about homosexuality. So if you wow. can- Six. Yeah. And there are <laughs> so many verses. Um, but if if you can do your research beforehand and and come prepared, like with what you said, most of PowerPoint, those, baby. Yeah. Most of those are, most of those verses are about like pedophilia mm-hmm. or like just translated weird. And um, there are probably some that are just straight up about homosexuality and I, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But you can come prepared with that. The one extra piece of advice I'd give is, um, you know, it's a Christian's duty to tell you what they believe God wants you to know. Like they feel that is their calling to like spread Jesus and Christianity around the world. Uh, Probably going to say it. They're going to tell you, hey, this is just so you know, I want to be clear about how I see what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. Um, You can ask them not to do that. I have done that before. I have said, hey, here's my situation. Listen, you know that I too am a Christian or I know all of this stuff. I know what you're going to say in regards to how you feel this is a sin. I don't really feel like I'm in a place to hear it. So please, please, if you can not tell me that and you want to tell me the other thoughts you have about it, I'd really love to hear that. But I don't, I'm already struggling enough, as you can imagine, with the fact that you think that this is a sin. Mm -hmm. And I would like to not talk about that if that's okay with you. I like that approach because I think- if you're dealing with somebody who is respectful and understanding and loves you, they can hear that. And then I think we say stuff off the cusp mm-hmm. where I imagine you're telling a parent or somebody in your church about this. They want to quickly be like, no, 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 this is bad. Don't want to even give you a second to keep thinking about these thoughts. Don't know how long you've had them. So yeah. if you're asking for that grace period of maybe we can talk about it later, this is just info I want to share with you. Yeah. And I hope you still love and respect me but we're not going to talk about it and how you need to save me right now. I really like that. Yeah. It's nice. And like at the end of the day, people want other people to be happy and like they want to protect people that they care about. And like I said, if you go into it with this mentality of like, this is a thing that I need help out of because I'm drowning, they're going to do what they think you want. And that's, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you out of this. But if you can go into it with like, I'm super excited. I'm really, I, don't need I feel like I've known, my, I feel like I know myself now and I'm a really special part of me that I could never connect the dots. Like mm-hmm. I, it will prime a different response. Totally. Baby, that was great advice. I love that. Thanks, honey. That's really great. So with that all being said, where do yes. you, hmm? oh, I don't know. I, did I say something? Yeah. That freaked me out. <laughs> Anyways, I think you said with that being said, and I said, yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what you said. That really scared me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) With that being said, where where do you stand with your, like, what do you label yourself at? At, What do you label yourself (laughs) as? What's wrong with us? We're losing all words. (laughs) What do you label yourself as? Yeah. Do you practice religion? Like, where are you in your journey? Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Cam and I were talking about this the other day when we were driving and I was like, I hate eat. We, I, I didn't answer this question. I said, I'm, 
I'm actually not even going to talk about it until we record because I, if you are a Christian or you have been a Christian, you can imagine the feeling in my chest right now when you get asked, like, are you still a Christian? Because denying Jesus, denying Christianity, I'm doing air quotes with my fingers, um, is the worst thing you can do. Literally the worst thing you can do. Uh, you go to hell, right? In terms of Christianity. Yeah, do you believe that? Uh, so here's the thing. The best way that I can answer where I'm at with my uh, faith right now is, do I believe that God exists? A God? Yes. Do I believe that Jesus walked the earth and did miracles? Yes. Uh, do I believe that you have to believe that Jesus died for your sins to go to heaven? No, because you don't believe that. And I don't believe you're going to go to hell. And my mom doesn't believe that. I don't believe a lot of it. Yes. But even if you boil it down to the basic, you're a Christian if you believe. So backing up for one second, mm -hmm. most people say, oh yeah, I'm Christian. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm Christian. I'm, I'm Catholic. I'm da 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 da. Mm -hmm. They're talking about it from a completely different standpoint than what it really means to be a Christian. Most people think Christian, or a lot of people can just say, oh yeah, I was raised Christian. I got baptized. I went to communion. I did all the whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yes, sure. You're some type of Christian, but Christian, the definition of a Christian is someone that believes that Jesus died for their sins and, and truly with their heart believes that, accepts Jesus as their savior, believes that he's the only savior that there's ever been. And, uh, and will go to heaven because of that and uses the rest of their time on earth to help other people see that. In that definition, I'm not a Christian because I don't believe, I know you don't believe that Jesus died for your sins. I know you don't believe that. My mom. It's not that I don't believe. It's just that I don't know and I don't, yeah. you know. So if you died right now in this like limbo of, I don't know, you would go to hell because you had all of the choices all the time Me in your life. Me and everyone I've ever loved. So, so yeah. How's that hell? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like, fun. That's a yacht, baby. <laughs> I'm like, it's warm down here. Yeah. Uh, it's tan city. That's a yacht, baby. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I. Wait, I'm sorry. I need to clarify something just because I'm extremely ignorant in religion, as I've mentioned. Um, do all Christians believe in hell? Why do I feel Traditional like Christians, I think, like just your run-of-the-mill Christian, yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I thought like some Christians think like, that's not a thing. I'm sure there's okay. people that do. Okay. Like, I just wanted to That guy, that author that I love, I don't think that he believes in that. Rob Bell? Yeah. He doesn't believe in hell? No. He wrote a book about it. I love that guy. I know. I love him. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, so that was like the turning point for me is – I can't imagine my mom or my dad in hell. They're the best people that I know by far, hands down. So if they wouldn't make the cut, who the None fuck is, are. you're not going. Every <laughs> pastor, every fuck, you guys are losers, like not a chance. So that's what makes it really hard for me. And I, it's hard for me to look at people who believe that and think like, you know, my heart, you, you don't believe that about me and you know it. And I don't know why you're holding on to this thing, you know, but I'm still religious in ways that I have time with myself every day. I pray fairly often. I don't really talk to you about that so much, but we pray sometimes together, which has been really fun. Um, 
I, I do believe that there is something bigger happening mm-hmm. and that there things are orchestrated in some way. And there's, you know, things about religion, I think are really true and beautiful, but if I'm distilling it to the one thing that Christianity is, then I'm not that anymore. I don't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. We actually have a lot of the same beliefs when you really boil it down. And oh. I think we'll have to have a part two of this episode eventually to really get into it and what I've never really, I'm, I have a little bit, but I haven't really gone into too much detail of what I really believe in. But when we talk about it, like I really believe in manifestation. Prayers are that, you know, like us sitting and praying and saying what we want and hope to happen or what we're thankful for is exactly what I do when I manifest every morning and night before I go to bed where I play through what I'm grateful for and play through how I want life to be. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Like I think I just go from a way broader view because I'm just like, I don't know if these characters existed. Like, what? How do we know? (laughs) I'm like, it's like a movie to me. I'm like, and again, it's probably coming from massive ignorance, which is why I'd love to have a part two on this so you can kind of like teach me a little bit about religion because I just, I don't know a lot about it. But I, what we're saying is you are not putting labels on it. She's not putting labels on it, no. You are religious. You don't say spiritual. You are religious. Spiritual just feels so like too vague. Yeah. Which is why I love I, it. I don't even know if it's religious. I I believe in something and I don't know what that is. And that's okay with me. And I think, I think that, that's great. I think at the the core of it, I just can't imagine that this amazing God that crafted the world and everything in it and people and animals and Riggy and Frank and like <laughs> that like had the precision to make these perfect little creatures. I don't think that he cares whether we say a certain prayer of 10 words. And if he does, what if, like, yeah, back I don't up. get that. Like, when you go to confession and they're like, say three Hail Marys, is that right? Yeah, that's Catholic. And, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and like four our fathers, something like that. I don't know if yeah. any of this is right. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it in a movie or no, Yeah, I just don't think like, that what? at How the end of the helping? day, he's like, he has such a big ego that he's like, say that, that. I'm the only one. And say that I'm X, Y, and Z. I bet he likes to look at your life zoomed out on like a little linear scale or like a word cloud situation and like, oh, this person's an awesome person. They've done so much more good than harm. They're lovely. They love their spouse. They take care of their children. Like, that's a good person. Have you seen the show The Good Place? Like, kind of. <laughs> well, I'm like, it's like a point system. Like, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. I've, oh God, I want to get so much more detail about details of religion now. Like I want to go off on a tangent, but I'm not going to do it right now. This is going to be a four-hour podcast. I promise we can do a part two. Um, I'm going to see if we have any audience questions that I haven't already touched base on. Lovely. Because, whoa, y'all came out to play for this episode. We were Church. We were very, very excited about it. So this viewer says, I'm gay and religious. I get criticism about how these two can go together. How should I respond? And I'm assuming you get criticism sort of on both sides of this as well. Yeah. I think from the gay community side, my experience is that people are generally open-minded and understanding if you talk about it in a way that is like spiritually or whatever, like you understand me from that aspect. Mm -hmm. It's like when we get into the nitty gritty that you're like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think 
I don't know. I, I imagine the Christian side is probably the more spooky side. Um, and to that, I would go back to what we said earlier, like know your shit. There's so much out there now of people going through why it's okay to be gay and Christian at the same time. Like there are full gay churches. Mm -hmm. There are like, I've been to them. They're amazing. Like there are places for you and people are so afraid to like ditch the like friends that they've had for a long time or like cut people out of your life. At some point, if somebody is not serving you to like a core deep level of you, Snip, like sip, go, sip, bitch, yeah. get out of here. Like it's okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. The same way in a company that you like promote and fire people, your life is like your company. It's like I'm gonna f- like get, I'm over it. Fire like, them, yeah. You're not get doing it. You're not doing the job that I need you to do as exactly. my friend or my yeah. whatever. Um, so I think you could like obviously you don't need to get like crazy and start you know dumping everyone out of your life. But if you it's not it. healthy, like if it's not healthy for you and and like bringing you joy and feelings of security, then it's just, there's no reason. We have the metaphor of the trash, trash truck pulling up right now to get oh, the garbage. Dump them. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Dump those people on dump. out. Um, you mentioned that there's so many resources for people who are both gay and Christian. There's, mm. there's churches. Do you have any specifics of those resources? I know a lot of people were asking for specific resources. So, you know what? I was actually going to do a post with everything that I know of all this stuff. Okay, which, so promo. <laughs> Google.com. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but I am going to do that. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, because there's so much stuff out there. What I will say is Rob Bell is my favorite person in the world. I actually don't even know if he's gay affirming. Like, actually don't know. Um, I Okay, we watched one, like – I don't, was it a Netflix? It was on YouTube. Yeah. He does a tour. He does like speaking tours. I loved it. I will say that blindly without knowing much detail about him and what his beliefs are. I cannot imagine that man not being gay affirming. Yeah. And I will be both shocked and appalled if he is not. Sick. I will be sick. I will be so sick over it. But why I choose him is for a lot of people that are out of the church community and miss thinking about things like that. He does such a cool job of talking about religion in a way that is like weird and funny and like just not, he'll talk about a Bible verse in a way that just makes you think like, oh, this is a book. So relatable. That's And like applies it to your life where I feel like the few times I've been to church, again, not a lot of experience. I've just been like, what are they yammering on about and i <laughs> you're funny and babe. i feel like he... i can picture you just like looking around like what the fuck <laughs> put but... on shit's creek <laughs> honestly sign me up but yeah like i love the way he really breaks it down where you don't even feel like you're being taught something that's in the bible he applies it to your real life in such a relatable honest way where i'm like yeah oh yeah i love this lesson and i love the idea of like thinking about how to be a better person. And I know you've mentioned wanting to do like dinners with our friends where we have different topics of discussion. Like I love that so much. And I love that aspect that a lot of people get from religion. Yeah, It's not been my experience, but I would love to just have that without, this is going to sound crazy to a lot of people who are religion, but religious, but without the hate that comes with religion in my, in my humble opinion. So humble. (laughs) She's so humble. Yeah. I mean, that's like the thing, like you either miss the community aspect of it or you miss the 
deep thinking about things that matter. Um, and you know, and you don't always want to talk about like politics and you don't want to talk about like big life, like, you know, things going on in the world. I feel like a lot of people to get deep, talk about drama and like, because that's what they know. So they're like, Oh, this thing happened. Let's talk about it. Instead of being like, how do you react when this happens? Or I don't know, Rob Bell, like will bring up a random text that seems so insignificant and then make this huge lesson out of it. Yeah. And like it, I think part, a huge part of the way that I am now and like why I'm so curious and like whatever, any good parts of me I think are due to obviously my amazing parents, but, um, like as an adult, like during the formative years of my early twenties and like life, I was sitting around a table with other adults talking about like forgiveness and hope Mm -hmm. and what to do when you're anxious and depressed and where do you turn? Like the valuable lessons that That, you only get that in religion Mm -hmm. really, unless you make it normal to have that in our day to day. Totally. And doing it in a group, not Mm -hmm. something you do by yourself in your journal, which is also useful, but in this group mentality of like learning something that is, that matters, no one does that, Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. So anyway, I miss that. And I always talk about doing dinners with our friends because I think it would be so fun. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Uh, Taryn Arnold, uh, you're amazing. Thanks, babe. I love you big time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.